0: Welcome to the Back Box Pinball Podcast, a podcast for lady pinballers and their friends. Each week, we will sit down with a guest and chat about news and events related to women in the sport and hobby of pinball. Now, here's your host, Lauren Gray.
1: Welcome, everybody, to the Backbox Pinball Podcast. Y'all, it's happening. It's like the special crossover episode. We, you know, when, like, you know, your favorite TV shows, like, would show up, like, the empty nest people would show up on Golden Girls, stuff like that. I'm super excited. She is one of the reasons why I ended up doing my podcast, because I'm like, she's so cool, and she's so much fun to listen to. Please help me welcome this week's guest, Sarah Line, a.k.a. Mrs. Pin, the host of the Mrs. Pin's Pinball Podcast. Yay! Hello! I'm so excited to be here. Oh my God, Mrs. Pitt! I'm so excited. I'm like, I'm feeling all the things. I'm just, I'm happy we're going to be talking about pinball. It's all goodness. And you have such great energy. I know this is going to be super fun. So I'm excited you're here. Thank you for taking
0: the time. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited to be here. I literally can't wait. I take any chance that I can to discuss pinball with anyone who is, ex- is excited about it as I am. Yay! You are in the right place then. Uh, for those
1: those few p- folks out there who may not know who you are, tell us about your pinball journey, where you started at, and where you're at today.
0: So um most people have probably heard this story. I feel a bit like a broken record, but if you haven't heard <laughs> the story, I was the typical wife of a pinball-obsessed man. And um, we call him Dr. Pin. His name is Dr. Pin. Christian is his actual real biological name. Um, But he became pretty obsessed with the pinball scene right after we got our first two couple of pinball machines in our house. Um, And he really started recognizing this crazy world of pinball. And one night he was like, babe, I've got the best date night planned. It's going to be so great. This was pre-COVID, of course. This was several years ago. And um, he's like, yeah, we're going to watch this great movie. We didn't have a babysitter. I was so excited, though. We put the kids to bed. We had a little wine. And then he decides that he's going to turn on Jack Danger's latest Twitch stream. And he happened to be at TPF. And I looked at my husband and I was like, are you for reals right now? This is insane. I can't believe you're dragging me into watching this. This is our date night. Are you serious right now? (laughs) So I got like a little bit critical and I since then have really gotten to know, um, you know, Jack Danger and his streams and I watch them all the time. But at the time, I did not know the joy and amazingness of of Jack. And um, so I was marginally critical of what was happening on the TV because I may have been a little bit upset that we were watching this Twitch stream on our date night. And so I started saying something like, man, this is like ridiculous. I could totally do this. I could wicked. I mean, honestly, I could totally do this. And so I was making comments and my husband was like, well, record it. Just try it. If you think you can do it, then record it. And so I am not one to back down from a challenge. So I downloaded a free recording app on my iPhone and I still use the same exact app to record all of my podcasts now and it has just like the rest is history kind of. Um, So I started podcasting and we just kind of put out there the craziness that I was spewing And it, um, you know, turned into this amazing thing that we have all these amazing pinball friends and we love the hobby and we're both more obsessed than ever with pinball. (laughs) And it's like this beautiful thing that started from me whining and complaining and now like he has sucked me into the hobby and I couldn't be happier to be here. So it's been a, a couple of years of just podcasting and playing. We play in tournaments now. I play very badly. My husband is actually pretty good. Um, but I sure do have fun trying and talking about it on the podcast and, you know, coming on shows like this. And it's just kind of this amazing story of of how I've gotten here. So, you know, pinball is awesome and I'm here to stay. And that's kind of the whole shebang in a nutshell.
1: I love it. And that's I when I first listen to that very first episode and listeners, if you haven't had a chance, it is hysterical. And it's the thing I love most about your podcast. And we'll talk more about it later in the show, but it's that I feel like I'm just get this glimpse into your life. Like you're very much like I'm talking to my friend on the phone or in the car or whatever. And you're just like, just riffing on like whatever you're watching or whatever you're thinking about. And it's just so much fun. And like listening to you, like kind of dissect that entire him eating a sandwich video. It was like, the
0: I mean, <laughs> I like just died. It's kind of like a, it's maybe it's a problem. I don't know. I'm very bad at lying in general in life. So when I see something or I feel something and it just kind of comes out, I don't know. It's like pinball vomit a little bit. So, you know, you're not going to learn about all of the in-depth rules of games on my podcast, but I do try to at least teach Others, What I have learned myself. And I think that that's, you know, why it's been a really amazing thing for people who don't know as much about pinball, but want to get into the hobby kind of like where my husband and I started where he knows a lot more about pinball in general, from from the rules to how to fix things to the games to the, you know, the background of pinball history, And it's kind of me like being dragged along on his pinball journey and kind of picking up little things of knowledge as we go. So it's, it's been awesome. Pinball is so awesome. I just can't, I I just love it so much.
1: And, and you are so well-loved in, in the community and and people always have like, I met Mrs. Bandit. People are so excited. And, and you and I, this is the first time we've actually seen each other listeners. You know, we have not met in person, but um, no. Sarah has been awesome when I have reached out to her about stuff and, and we'll talk more about that later on. But, um, I just, I'm so excited to have you here on the show. And I feel I, like
0: I know you, though, right? Like, I know, right? Like I do. I feel like we're <laughs> friends. That's the weird thing about pinball, too, is that you meet all of these random people and sometimes you're just talking to them. And then, you know, like five minutes later, Colin McAlpine showing up at your house and, you know, juicy and in your Indiana Jones. So <laughs> that is how pinball is it's random and awesome. And that's why, you know, we love it so much. Yeah, no, so, so true.
1: So jumping into pinball news, um, and actually, it's going to be fun because Dr. Pin features into this pinball news segment. Oh. Um, <laughs> we'll talk He's about a it in a special guy. <laughs> um, thank you so much to Jeff and the folks at TWiP, as always, for my pinball news. Uh, first big piece, um, again, I know we talked about it last week with Louise Wagonsonner. But this is a really cool stream that came out on Twitch, uh, hosted by Phil Grimaldi and the folks with P- Space City Pinball, Space City Pinball, I can spit that out. That's out of Houston, Texas. But he uh, was able to bring the multimorphic creative director, Steven Silver, and they did a two-hour in-depth stream of Heist. And if you are interested in learning more about that game, it was a great, great stream. It got to learn a lot about the game Phil asked a lot of questions you got to see a lot of different modes Um, it was really really well done I'll put a link in the show notes have you gotten to see any of the streams on heist yet
0: so I haven't seen the one on heist that you're talking about um, but I have seen the p3 multimorphic in action in many different situations so I've actually gotten to play it a couple of times but I haven't done more than just see kind of the pictures the initial plans of heist so i'm so excited to go to the link and check it out because i i truly haven't i haven't seen this video yet it's
1: really neat i mean because there's been a few out there folks that have streamed it but it was neat to have the kind of the little creative director like the little (laughs) director steven the creative director at p3 multimorphic and get his take on things and hear uh more about the you know creative ideas and you know, reasoning behind different things and how things worked and the layout and whatnot. So um I'll put a link in the show notes, you guys. It's super duper cool. You guys know how much I love uh, Jerry and all the folks over at Multimorphic. I think it's a really neat, innovative way of doing pinball. I just I just think it's really cool. So link in the show notes, you guys.
0: And yeah. honestly, I feel like this is kind of the future of pinball. And I always have. I mean, and and this is kind of like, You know, we play a lot of pinball games, even on the PS4, and it's it's very similar. I mean, it is this totally interactive, amazing experience. And the fact that they can change the graphics and change what you're shooting for and that you can actually still be flipping an actual pinball machine is just incredible. It really is. So I I give them mad props because they're doing stuff that really nobody else is doing. And I think it's so cool.
1: Yeah, much, much love. I love that. So we'll link in the show notes, you guys. These two things involve one of my favorite people, Jeff Parsons. So we'll talk about first part. Dun, 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 dun. Pinball was on Center. I feel now that baseball started back up and basketball, I feel like we've missed our window a little bit. A little bit. ESPN was like digging deep for sports y'all. Cause I'd walk by my husband's a, a big sports fan. We were always watching sports center and ESPN. And I was like, Oh my God, how many 30 for 30s are there? How many more like sports documentaries can we watch? And how many more like top 10 lists are there? I was like, we could have gotten some pinball action in there, but oh, we totally I digress. We totally could. <laughs> I was like, somebody could have streamed something. You know, all the Ocho stuff could have just been a regular ESPN. But I thought this was really, really cool. So Jeff Parsons, uh, for those of you who don't know, and he talks about it on his show from time to time, his day job is as a um, radio show host. That's like his day gig. He had done an article for his radio station webpage, and it was about uh, Kenny Barbaro. um, And he is out of Dover, New Hampshire. And it is a, and you guys have seen it. If you're in even remotely into pinball, you've seen this picture. And it's a picture of Kenny playing scared stiff outside tokens tap room in Dover. And like, it like made me feel everything. Like, it hit me I'm right like, here. right, yeah, here. I teared up. The story essentially is, is Kenny had heart issues and, and heart surgery, and he wasn't able to go into the arcade safely. So, the owner bought the machine out on the street, and you see a picture of Kenny playing Scared Stiff on the sidewalk in front of the arcade. And it's like everything that's kind of like everything about COVID. It's like it, our world's changed, but at the same time, we can still you know, do something for somebody who loves something that we love. And I'm like, it was so like, I was like, Oh, everything. But the then it went viral. So his article on the website went viral and it ends up being reposted by sports center. I'm like, and I like totally legitimize pinball. Any chance I get to my husband, I'm like, look, do you see? I was like, we made sports center. I was like, it's legit. It <laughs> of course legit. he made a face at
0: me. <laughs> legit. Don't let him pull you down. It is legit. Um, Yeah, that whole article was so amazing and just honestly is another more proof of how awesome pinball is because this is not something that is like a one off, right? Like this is something that I would just like believe of pinball people. They are so amazing, so generous and it doesn't really matter. You can be a total stranger. And this community is so tight-knit. And and I think that while COVID has been a horrible thing for everyone for so many reasons, it honestly has brought pinball even closer. I mean, the amount that we talk to people is more than ever. Not only our friends, but you know, random people who are sending my me messages or Dr. Pin messages it's just awesome. It's, it's so loving. And so just, Oh, I don't know. It gets it right, right in the feels. Like you said, it's so awesome.
1: Yeah. It, it, I just, I just, I teared up when I saw the picture because you see the picture and you're like, why is that dude playing on the sidewalk and then you read the why and about Kenny and about um, the folks there at the arcade. And I was just like, you know, much love to token tap room and everything that, that they did. But I feel that this is just one story in a big, you know tableau of stories because i mean so many communities have been affected and we've been trying to to do the best thing we can and and be there for our communities whether that be hosting you know calls with our friends or you know playing virtual pinball and being virtual leagues and and it's tough but um, you know Again, thank you so much to Jeff for, you know, putting that article together. And I just love that it made SportsCenter. I was like, I was like, so that's awesome. everything. It's so and,
0: awesome. And the fact that it happened to Parsons is like, he is legitimately one of my favorite people in pinball. And it is just, he is just so awesome in every single way. The fact that it happened to him, shouldn't surprise me, but it's just Oh, I just love that it happened to him of all people. I think it's so great.
1: Big fan of Jeff just as a person and as a podcaster. Um, He's the first pinball podcast I ever listened to. The other part of news actually deals with Jeff as well. So I think it was this week or last week, this week, he released an episode of Pinball Players Podcast that did an interview with Dr. Pin and Chris Franchi, the hosts of the Super Awesome Pinball Show. And it's very interesting cuz when I saw the show when that first came out I was just like ah oh, Dr. Pin Dr. Pin couldn't stand it he needed his own show he he had to, he's like I got to break out and like do my own thing and live my live my best life and and be part of the Pin Pinball landscape you know podcast and because if for those of you who haven't caught Mrs. Pin's show, he features quite prominently in a lot of it. You hear him kind of talking in the background from does, time to time, he or does. he'll be on the show. He's kind of like the
0: sidebar commentary. He's like my fact checker. Like, if I'm not quite sure, which is pretty often, I'm like, babe, what? Uh, am I right? Am I wrong? Like, what's going on here? So he is he is in the background quite a bit, but he's in the foreground a bit as well. And I think that, you know, people have said, oh, my gosh, what do you think about the fact that he went and he's doing his own show? And I'm like, I think it's freaking great. I'm so proud of him. Like, it's so amazing. The more pinball content we can have, the better. So I still yank him in and I'm like, do you mind? We're going to do a little recording. And he's like, yeah, let's do it. But, you know, (laughs) my podcast comes out so much less frequently than his. And his is like legit with all kinds of news and, you know, it's, it's much more in depth into the hobby and the nitty gritty. So I think that it's kind of a nice way for him to get a little bit of everything, a little bit of my crazy that I force upon him. And then a little bit of like legitimacy (laughs) and he gets it all. So I think it's, I think it's awesome. And this episode of Parsons um, show was just awesome. I, I, he sent me the link and I listened to it right away. And I just think that they are all hilarious, but all of them are hilarious.
1: It was a very funny episode, you guys. Parsons, he now has a co-host, uh, Joe Lamare yep, and great. they they have great energy between the two of them. But also, it's just re- there's like a point where Joe like goes to answer the door. It's like you know, just like just like whatever. He's like, I gotta go get the door. Hold on. And it was just the whole thing was funny. Uh, Doctor Pin was incredibly complimentary about Mrs. Pin and all the things. He was so he was, so, sweet. He was very sweet. He was, so I was like, sweet. Aww and you know i i like the energy I've, I've caught a few episodes of the super awesome pinball show and, and he does play a bit of the straight guy you know in the sense of like he's kind of like the the non-zany character but he's very knowledgeable and he does have a great radio voice like i think like yes. he sounds i was like nice job dr pin but i was because la- the first time i saw it i was like oh dr pin he's stepping out from
0: mrs pin's yeah. shadow no, that's okay. <laughs> baby bird is getting out of the nest Take the leap, buddy. That's totally fine. And I think that I think it's awesome because, you know, you can see why he he's legitimately a doctor in real life, which is why we named him Dr. Penn to begin with. But his like bedside manner comes across in his podcasting voice because he's just very calm. He is the calm to my crazy. He is the, you know, very dependable, not that I'm unreliable, but, you know, he's just the one that you can count on to be like steadfast and calm. And that's what his voice sounds like. And that's really what he's like in real life. Whereas I am totally nuts. So it, you know, it works like opposites attract. And the same thing with uh, me and my husband is people meet him. They're like, he's so quiet. And so like, ah, and I'm like, Oh my God. And you're like, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, that is totally me. Like, no, that's what I'm like too. And <laughs> See? You know, it's, it's just good. It's good how people work together. And I think that, you know, it's, it's just, it kind of does come across on air what he's like in real life though. Um So, you know, that part of it is, is so awesome to listen to. And um they did such a good job on Parsons uh show. And he, Hearing Joe, I think Joe actually had a pinball machine like delivered or he was answering a, I don't even know. He's got like
1: like, 30 machines or something ridiculous. Yeah. Um, They just
0: moved him and his girlfriend, Leslie, who's also a prominent pinball player up in the New England Pinball League. And they just moved. And apparently they have now like a pinball barn or something insane. And so they went from having like no space in this tiny little apartment to like having a boatload of space and they like moved out into the country somewhere and now they have this insane pinball collection so it that's what i think joe was doing is he was like he he was like guys i got some so-and-so's on the phone i gotta get this this is really important (laughs) and like you know whatever he's getting a new pinball machine so yeah nobody could argue with him no one could argue. It was It was really funny.
1: Um, we'll, I'll put a link in the show notes to that episode of Pinball Players Podcast. If you guys haven't caught Jeff Parsons' show, it's really great. Um, the pr- production quality on it is really, really good. And so he's good. just really fun to listen to. And him and Joe, again, have great chemistry. Because for a while, if you listen to the earlier episodes, it was just Jeff. And then yeah. Joe came along recently. Yep. Um, so it, it's it's been a lot of fun. So we'll put that link in the show notes as well. So wrapping up pinball news... So I'm going to put this in here. So I talked about this last week. And we talked about Pride Pinball, one of the new streamers that I was catching online. And I wanted to do a segment um, highlighting streamers. But I kind of wanted to, I was like, I'm kind of one of those people that I tend to not flesh out an idea. I just kind of throw it out there. And then I'm like, we'll massage it. We'll see how it goes. But I love the idea. So what I wanted to do was marry that idea with an idea that I'd had during this whole COVID thing. If you go to my website, there's a space for pinball family or pin family. And what I want this small segment to be is me highlighting somebody that has some cool thing in pinball that you can go check out. Um, A lot of it'll be streamers and like media content, but also um, things like shops and things you could go support and buy and, and do all the things or arcades or whatever. Just something cool like, hey, this is a cool pinball thing. And I'll put it up on the website if you want to go check it out. Um, So that's, that's awesome what this idea. segment is going to be. Yeah, I, like I thought it'd it. be fun. Because I, I was just like, idea. I'm going to run out of streamers. I was like, this is going to be a problem if I have like a streaming segment. But I was like, maybe it could just be all pinball things. Yes. So I'm like, cool pinball thing so the thing we're going to highlight in pin family today is nerdpins.net so if you guys follow me on instagram you might have noticed that I have a um, enamel pin problem. I love um, enamel pins. Oh my god! Look, no you got, listeners, you can't see it. This is horrible podcasting, but like, I have all the pins. I kind of went insane and bought all these pins, and um, I love enamel pins, like no joke. Like, I even have like a little banner for them oh that I have in my we house.
0: We have a, we have a, um, we have a uh, what the heck is it called? A chat We have a shadow box. And oh we have recently, nice! And I'm talking. It's like 30 by 24. I mean, the thing is huge, and we have recently completely run out of space and we need to get a second one because our problem is so ridiculous. So I'm literally looking up nerdpins.com as du- nerdpins.net. Oh, geez. so nerdpins.net. Is- I know. I know that dot- that,
1: dot pin or dot com dot net always throws me i was like no 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 so nerdpins.net is the brainchild of joe van dyke he is a f- guy from florida now living in la he has a background in arts and music he spent uh, all of his 20s playing and touring in punk and hardcore bands and he organizes large art shows around florida um nerd Pins, it's really cool if you guys like pin stuff you're gonna love his collection. A lot of it's pop culture related. Um, He not only does pins, he also does shirts and stickers and prints. Um, I got a chance to talk with Joe a little bit. And I did, I ordered like a a lot of pins, Um, two of my favorite pins. And that's the reason I reached out to his website is that he, in conjunction with Patty um, Lapel, which I, I keep on saying, I want to say Patty Labelle, but Patty Lapel, and they did. Um, you guys might see him around the internet. They did a Twilight Zone pin and a um, Adam's Family pin, like oh, I have enamel one. pin. Yeah, so, so he's awesome. he's the guy behind it, and it's so much fun. I love his shop. Um, I bought a bunch of pins and uh, two things. One, definitely go buy some pins from Joe because they're super cool. And also, one of my favorite pins I got from him. It's i um, I'm a fan of Dole whips, obsessed. I can't believe they have a pin with that. Yeah, like, I, I, there's a pin and a sticker. And he has stick. I love stickers as well, y'all. So I, I got a Dole Whip um, pineapple pin. Um, it's adorable. But for our listeners, and I'm going to put this in the show notes, but I will also put it on Facebook and Instagram and on our new Discord page. Um, I am going to do a giveaway. He gave me a ghost dog pin because I bought a bunch of pins. If you buy two pins, you get a mystery pin for free and ghost dog from Nightmare Before Christmas. Mm -hmm. And I am going to give that away. We're going to do a drawing that you guys, all you'll need to do is like either send in an email or post on one of the sites and we'll collect all of those in a week. And then we will do a drawing and somebody will get not only a ghost dog pin, but I will also send you the highly coveted normally only available via Patreon Backbox Pinball Podcast Enamel Pin, because it's pretty freaking awesome. It has purple glitter, y'all. I do not sell that pin because I feel like it's super special. Um, so I usually, it's it's reserved for Patreon members, but with this giveaway, I'm going to give you Ghost Dog Pin and Backbox Pinball Podcast Pin. So oh my gosh, that's um, amazing. Yeah, so today is the twenty fourth. This episode is going to go out um, on the twenty sixth, which is Sunday. So we'll do the drawing on the first of August. So you'll have a whole week to enter, and we'll have all the details on the podcast notes and also on Facebook, Discord, and Instagram. Good luck, you guys! So a pin for you. I will mail that to you. Two pins. It'll be super fun. But so fun. Yeah, (laughs) this is like so like in my wheelhouse. Y'all don't even know. He has so much fun stuff. I also got the Dietz's house, um, AKA Beetlejuice. I'm a huge Beetlejuice fan and he had like the yes. Dietz's house. And um, yeah, I know he's got a lot of fun stuff. So nerdpins.net, check Joe out. He's got lots of great stuff. He's also on Instagram at nerdpins. And we will put all the links in the show notes. And again, uh, good luck for you guys in the drawing. And we'll be giving doing the drawing for that on the 1st of August.
0: I didn't know that you were about pins the way I was about pins. Um, We're we're just finding out so much about each other. And by the way, I have Mrs. Pin Pins. And mine are pink and green glitter. So I feel like we're like kindred spirits here. We are on the same page all the way.
1: Yeah, no, I... I love that. I love that so much. Yeah, I know. I had to when I was like trying to think of swag to give away, I'm like it has to be pins. It, <laughs> it has, has, to, pin. be pinned. It has pins to be stickers. <laughs> you have the most amazing swag. I have swag envy a little bit. You know, I saw lots of people with your swag, like at Pinberg and things like that. And then um, we started working together um, because I saw Mrs. Pin making all these trophies for people. Yes. And I'm like, I got to get in on that because I'm so not creative.
0: So yes. <laughs> I, uh, I do think that's true, though. I feel <laughs> like you have untapped amazingness inside you and you just Aww. don't even know about it yet. <laughs> But I will say so. In the
1: box with the trophies, Mrs. Pin stuck a bunch of like grab baggy like swag, and that was like the biggest hit. Like the, the girls who wear like the little leather cutout flipper earrings and like yeah. all this, like all kinds of other stuff. And they're like, "This is the best." I was like, "Thank this is Pin." I was like, "I, I did not exactly. do that." You are so creative and It's one of the things I just love. Like, I mean, the swag you have is awesome. Like, I love the earrings and just all the different things. Obviously, I think as podcasters, you know, we want to give away things and have things to give to people. Like, what made you decide that you needed swag? Or like, what what was kind of the idea behind the swag that you chose?
0: Right. Well, so initially, when we started this whole thing, I needed like an icon, right? And so I went on um, Google and just Googled cool women pinball stuff. And this picture came up of magic girl. And at the time I knew absolutely nothing about it. I knew nothing about the history. I knew nothing about the drama. I knew nothing about it other than I saw this picture of the play field. And I was like, that girl is so awesome. I want to be her. So that kind of, like, was the beginning of it. But then once the podcast took off and kind of got more popular, Dr. Pin and I were like, is this, like, street legal that we just totally stole this image? And we decided the answer was no. Because we didn't (laughs) want anyone getting, yeah, we didn't want anybody getting upset and thinking that we were trying to, like, steal anything. And we don't sell anything, um, but I didn't want any like legit legal issues. So our good friend, Joel de Guzman, um, who we met like so randomly, and this is just another like amazing thing about pinball is that we came across, it was my husband and my sister-in-law who for my birthday that year actually got me a professional logo for the podcast. Oh, nice. And that's where the little pin lady came from. Um, and the logo is like a little pinball woman um and she's got a little skirt on and it's made of a pop bumper and you know her head is a pinball and it is it's just the best thing ever and I'm obsessed with it but my friend our friend Joel came up with the whole concept of it for us and um once we got that logo I was like the end that's it we're done I like was on every Etsy site I love I love Etsy um and, and Etsy we had, the best. it's so good and we had discovered um sticker mule which they just have you can get so much for such a reasonable price that it makes it so much easier to go out and be like oh my gosh here's a pin here's a this here's a sticker here's a whatever and so that's kind of where it all came from because You know, I, I jump into a project and it's like a thousand percent or zero percent, right? There's like very little in between. So we got into the podcast and all of a sudden I was like, I need a t-shirt. Dr. Pin was like, I need one too. So we started like, you know, making t-shirts and we, we found a t-shirt lady and then it just all went downhill. It's a very slippery slope craft. It is. (laughs) <laughs> it really is. And so like, you know, over the years, cause it's been a couple of years now, we have just like, I've just found amazing people who do all kinds of stuff from, you know, we have two sets of enamel pins and those are always like the splurge because the enamel pins are always really expensive to make um but we have like a we've got a guy for the the pins and we have a t-shirt lady and um you know i have a couple different people on etsy that i have outsourced for different materials that i can use to make earrings or necklaces or keychains or whatever and so now not only does mrs pins pinball podcast have swag but um so does the super awesome pinball show because when you're married to someone that likes crafts like i do you have no choice <laughs> so now I'm like, I'm like, hey, babe, I got you a whole bunch of keychains. Here you go, and you know, but actually, it's really fun, and we just have a really good time. And there's nothing better than like meeting somebody new at a show and just being like, oh my gosh, here, this is a present for you. You did nothing, but I, I like you, and you're into pinball, and so am I. So here's a present. It's it so it is.
1: It. I love that feeling because you know, oh, even just doing the show, I've gotten random things, Jean. Heart emoji, Uh, and you know, I get postcards and things in the mail, and like when I go to shows, like someone will just hand something to me, and I'm like, "Why?" and they're like, "We just like you," and I'm like, "Oh, it's like I like literally feel my heart like pouring out of my chest." Like, I know it's funny you talk about the untapped potential. It's like you know, I was kind of like, "Okay, I'm going to do the show. I probably should get like a logo or something." So, um, you guys, uh, listeners of the show, you know, I love my girl Regina. Um, She did the logo for the show, and then I was like, "Well, I need stuff to give away for." Uh, Patreon. So I was like, pins, we're going to do pins and stickers. And, um, you know, I, I don't want to sell them like because everybody's like, can I buy them? And I was like, no, I, you know, I give them away for the Patreon supporters. But right. then I'm like, you know, they're special. Like, you just want to kind of just give them to people because I'm going to tell y'all right now, if you've never been in the enamel pin world, that stuff is expensive because they like oh, make so you pay good. a they make you pay a ton up front. It's almost like shirts in a way. It's like you pay a ton up front to set up. And then like the pins themselves, depending on where you get them made, um, yeah. can any be two to five bucks a pin? Like, right. and that's just like, like if you get a super basic pin. Yeah. And, I, and they're like, um, you want glitter? I was like, oh uh, yeah, I want glitter. Yeah. <laughs> like, I like, how are we not arm. having glitter?
0: Yeah, right. <laughs> it's so funny. and And especially, you know, the bigger the pin, the more expensive it is. So if you want mm-hmm. to have like something that people can see, you know, it's, you can't have it be the size of a thumbprint. Like it's got to be yeah. a little bit bigger and the bigger, you know, the bigger, the cha-ching, better. Cha-ching. And, yeah. and then <laughs> ching is what happens. So, you know, it's just, it's, but swag is so much fun. And I think it's one of those things that really brings people together and is just, you know, another way to like show people how much you love that they love pinball too
1: yeah it's, awesome. it's it's so true I and I just every time I see like either your swag out and about or the trophies that you've made, you made some for me, uh listeners, I'll put some pics in the show notes, um but they are on um the the bells in chime San Antonio Instagram and Facebook page. um you did like a couple of sets for us, but like my favorite are the funko pop ones you did for our fall ball last year.
0: those were so- they they were my favorite trophies that I've ever made. Oh <laughs> they're super cute. I just like, you know, sometimes and sometimes I get like a crazy idea and then it just works out. And that was exactly I mean, I think that from beginning to end, I made those trophies in like four days, even like getting shipped stuff. And I just felt like, you know, you gave me like the theme. You were like, oh, it's going to be around Halloween. And, you know, I was like, "Um, that's it. Sanderson sisters. Hello. What else would you put on a Halloween pinball trophy? But like, you know, just like the the pinballs and the little cauldrons and the gems and man, Christian was like, you're done. They're beautiful. You're done.
1: Walk away. <laughs> <laughs> they were like the most extra trophies I've ever seen. I was like this because I sent money and Sarah did the trophies like gratis. Like essentially she did it for the supplies. She didn't charge me extra. I just gave her the money to buy all the stuff. Yeah, but that, but, that was so enough. I, I got so many compliments on those. They're like, these are amazing. I'm like, y'all know I did not make these. And then I'm like, Mrs. Pin made them I'm like, Ooh, like Ooh. they were made by pinball celebrity. I was like, I know y'all my costume. I don't know if you saw the picture of me at Halloween. I ended up going as Winifred uh, from Hocus Pocus. Yeah. I, that was my costume. It ended up, Regina did a logo for us. It had like the, you know, we can't say it was Hocus Pocus, but it was Hocus Pocus inspired. But uh, it was they were it was so cute. Um, but I mean, where do you come up? Like you did that. Like I kind of said Halloween and you just go like, I mean, you've done trophies for other folks. Where do you right. get the ideas for all your trophies? Is it just everything like in the mind of Mrs. Pinn?
0: Yeah. So, you know, it's funny because I tell people all the time, and this is totally true in my professional life as well. So, you know, I'm a teacher and people are like, oh my God, where do you think of this stuff? And I'm like, I have no original ideas whatsoever. No. I can Pinterest like a boss. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so I go on I really do. I go on Pinterest, I go on Etsy, I see what's out there and you know like for that one you had told me that it was kind of like Halloweeny fall themed. And so I was like, okay, you know, let's just think about this and I came across the, the like some random Facebook image of like the Sanderson sisters in hocus pocus and I was like, that's it, done. That one that one I came to me like so fast. Um I just was like, these are awesome witches and these are awesome witches. Captain (laughs) San Antonio who are playing some pinball, you know what I mean? So that one kind of came to me. Um, I know some of the other favorites that I've done, I did some for a pin golf tournament that came out so amazing. Um, And that one was just kind of like inspired by the golf, like Who combined pinball and golf? I don't know where this came from, but it was genius. And so I just kind of like looked into, researched it more, how the tournaments were played. Because at the time, I had never played in one. And then, you know, I just came up with these crazy random golf themed trophies. So I don't, I I really have no idea where they come from. Sometimes it's a stretch more than others, but usually I just kind of see something that's online that somebody else has done. And then I get inspired and I give it my own twist, um, and, you know, I feel like imitation and copying, they say it's like the biggest form of flattery. And it totally is. I, I mean, it totally is. Um, so now since, you know, since I started making trophies, um And I haven't made any in a while, but that's just because we haven't had any tournaments anywhere lately, obviously. Um, But, you know, since I started doing this, then I've seen like so many other um, let's see. I've seen uh, one of the Columbus, Ohio um, Bells leagues, or maybe it was Columbus or Cincinnati. One of the C's out there. Yeah. um, They've done a bunch of their own trophies. I know um, my friend, Laura Fraley, who does the Richmond. Oh yeah. I love Laura. Oh my God. She's awesome. And she works with her husband, Clark at the pinball collective in Richmond, which um, you know, now is like on all kinds of limited hours and stuff, but in normal pre COVID times, you have to check it out because it's so amazing. They run it. Like it's, it's awesome. Um, But she's done a ton of her own trophies and there I'm like, dang girl i couldn't even do that like this they are so impressive and and it just like you know it's kind of inspired some people to do it themselves which i think is so amazing i think it's just awesome so you know it's it's inspiration comes in very strange places sometimes but it all seems to work out with pinball which is pretty awesome
1: yeah no i i I think it, it's Sony all of the, the creativity that you bring into so many people's lives. And those trophies were just epic. And I'm like, I still hear about those trophies all the time,
0: oh my <laughs> but God. they um, were so fun. They really they were.
1: were, they were. And and she also did some really cool goblet trophies that had like jewels in them. Those were awesome as well. Like I'll put, I'll put all the pictures, um, but you know, kind of talking more about your show. Uh, yes. One of the things I, I like, and we talked about it a little bit earlier is I like the fact that you, you come to it as kind of like, you know, a kid, like, just like, wow, this is so cool. Like, look at all this neat stuff. And I, you know, there is sometimes I think with some podcasters and streamers that you know oh I know everything about pinball and you're like well I'm like the new kid like I don't know how that works and and I like I feel like you give people the chance to hey like we're all learning together like not all of us know what like a a drop catch is when we go to our first pinball tournament you know and I think that the segment you do pinball for dummies is the best I loved it
0: and I was like this is so great You know, it's funny because I in life have like a bit of ADD. And so you can really tell that on the podcast (laughs) because I do tend to jump all over the place, which I know drives some people crazy. But you know what? It's kind of like a stream of consciousness where I just like especially the last few episodes we've had because they have been very weird, extenuating times in the world. um, You know, it's just kind of been like. Again, like this pinball, like I I don't even know how to explain it. We just talk pinball and you know sometimes we do um, you know, like I've done a ton of womps, which are the the women of mother freaking pinball is what <laughs> I'm just gonna say for this. Um, but you know, I, we, I love to highlight women in the hobby. I just think that that is so important and so amazing. And, um, I know that that is incredibly important to you as well. And, and honestly, most women in pinball, I just think that it's awesome that they are doing so many amazing things. And I just like to, you know, give people like two minutes of like props for all the awesomeness that, that's happening. Um, so, you know, I've done that. And then Pinball for Dummies was a lot in the beginning because I knew absolutely nothing, like nothing. I mean, I look back at the things that I didn't know and I can't believe I didn't know them. And I guess that's a testament to how far I've come since then. But um, yeah, you know what I mean? It's It's just like, it's like pinball... It's usually just Dr. Pin and I kind of talking pinball back and forth. Or sometimes if I have like a thought or a feeling, I'll just whip out my phone and make a recording and then slice it together. And, um, you know, I just decided because everybody who does like what I call the real podcast, because I don't really consider no. It real. You are but a podcaster. Like, be quiet. <laughs> yes, but but you know it's different, right? It's a different kind of podcast. But so I I usually am just like you know what I am just I do edit sometimes, but I really just kind of go on and be myself, and I don't know, take it or leave it. That's kind of, and we talk pinball, so.
1: You know, it's it, so much fun. It, your energy is so great. And I do. And I think that's the best way to put it. It's like a pinball stream of consciousness. It's like, yes. I'm just kind of, you're hanging out, Mrs. Pins pinball world, her pinball mind. And it's so great. I, I like it. I think it's fun. And I love the fact that there are like little segments like, you know, hey, we're going to talk about pinball for two minutes. You're like, and now we got to go on this trip or we're going somewhere. Hold on. <laughs> and then we jump to like this next part.
0: I, I think that's so much fun. Well, you know, and it's it's real life because honestly, we have two kids at home and now they're seven and nine. So like, I'm just thinking in my head, it's a miracle that you haven't like we haven't had any interruptions where they've been screaming. <laughs> um, thank you so much to grandma and- grampy pin for that but you know it's just like it's so hard to focus time and energy when you have two little kids and i have a lot of like mom guilt so when we're not like playing or doing something or hanging out together you know doing all of like the the quintessential like mom things um you know i want to be doing that so it's it's either like take the time to like do things crazy style or just, you know, do it like I am in life, which is just kind of crazy and a little bit all over the place and you either love it or you don't. And that's, and that's okay. So, you know, it all works out though. It really has been like this crazy trip and, what comes out each time is a surprise, even to me.
1: I love it. And you have so many hardcore fans and you are so beloved by everybody in pinball media and and kind of the pinball family around the world. So I'm just excited that you you chose to be on the show and and you took oh the gosh, time out. And thank you, Grandma me. and Grampy Pin. Thank you. Because um, I, I actually, you know. On a call this morning, one of my team members' kids the whole time <laughs> were like constantly like, I need something. Somebody has a nosebleed. Oh, my God, I dropped this. And I was just like, oh, my gosh. But that's real
0: life as a parent. It's so real is, life. Oh, gosh. But I mean, it, it, I, I have to say we've come a long way because now they're seven and nine. So I'm like, they're like, Mom, I'm hungry. I'm like, go get a cheese stick. Why are you talking to me? Go get go get your own dang yogurt. Like you can do it yourself. So, you know, we've kind of reached like the somewhat independent phase, which allows me to do things like this. So it's it's pretty awesome. It's pretty awesome.
1: So Pinderella and Pincess, have they yeah. shown any kind of want to, you know, follow in Mrs. Pin and Dr. Pin's footsteps? I mean, are they in the pinball
0: as much as you guys? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> we're like trying to suck them in and so one of the things you know we talked to we've got friends um you know dr john and emily are they have a stream as well they're from australia um john cawson and emily cawson and you know emily has been playing pinball and been so obsessed with it from a really young age and now she's like one of the top women pinball players in the world and she's like 17 or 18 like she's still very young um And he keeps telling us, just give it a couple years, give it a couple years. It's going to come and it's going to, it's going to hit. And so we're holding out hope that that's going to happen at some point. Um, We're not holding our breath, but we are (laughs) holding out hope. So, you know, I, the, the girls really do like pinball a lot and they love bringing their friends down to our basement to show them all the pinball machines. And it's like, they're actually very good at pinball too, but they don't have the, oh, I don't know, the stamina, right? Like they, they just can't last. So if we go to a pinball tournament, they'll qualify for the finals, but by the time the finals come, they're long gone. They're like, peace out. We're done. So, you know, <laughs> we're hopeful that at some point, you know, it'll be, it'll be like a Danny Peck David Peck situation where, you know, they come along and they want to come with us and hang out with us. And right now we're just like not cool enough yet. So I don't know (laughs) if there's any hope. I I don't know if coolness factor increases as you age. I think that's a no. So I, we're just, we're going to wait and see and see what they think, but. You know, they think it's pretty cool that we have podcasts and they think it's pretty cool that we, you know, we love pinball so much. So I think there are much worse hobbies we could have picked as a family.
1: So true. So true. So on the horizon for Mrs. Pins Pinball podcast, anything coming up or anything you're looking forward to want to
0: do? Well, let's see. Um, So I know today Christian was installing a brand new coin door on our attack from Mars. So I am currently up in New York with my parents, but I can't wait to get home to see that. Um, And we are, let's see, I have a episode 83 is literally ready to go. And I just need my husband's computer to hit the send button um so that will be coming out soon and other than that we've just been doing like a lot of the basement playing because you know we haven't had many options to do that um to do you know anything else lately but i was on the super awesome pinball show with george gomez last week um, oh how exciting oh i g i'm not even joking i was having like the biggest fangirl internal meltdown <laughs> And I'm just so glad that George couldn't see me because it was one of those, like, my face was beat red and I was, like, so excited that I couldn't even speak and I was, like, stuttering. <laughs> and back when I started this, I didn't even know who George Gomez was. So I do feel like, like, oh, my gosh, that's coming out and that's really exciting. We had an awesome time doing the show. Um and that he was so amazing. So that's coming out too. So we have done more than we have in like, you know, the past few months in like the last week for whatever reason, but you know, it's awesome. I'll take it. I'll take all the pinball I can get. (laughs) I love it.
1: I love it. Oh, well, Again, Sarah, thank you so much. Hearts out to Grammy and Grandpa Pin for yeah. letting watching the kids. We are coming to the end of the show. This is the one segment inside the Pinball Arcade where we get to find out even more about Mrs. Pin and her pinball mind. Are you ready to play? Oh, my God. I'm so terrified. But yes, I'm ready. <laughs> it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. I promise. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Question number one. What game do you love?
0: Oh, I, I really, really love... Attack from Mars. We own it. So obviously I feel I am biased, but I really, really love that game. I just think it's such a great game. It's such a fun game. And the rules aren't so deep that like a layman pinball player can't understand. Hey, hit this spot because you'll lock a ball. Like it's it's pretty straightforward. So I really do love that game. Um, I also played Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles recently. <gasps> I thought the that new one? game, yes. Oh it's my gosh. Super fun. I know. Uh, we were lucky enough to get to play that, so we had a lot of fun with that one. And that's like the I would say that's the new game on the horizon, the up and coming. I want to explore it more to see what I really think of it. Um game that's kind of just come out. Um Do
1: you, I do think, you think it might be in the pin, pin pinball family collection? Is it I don't is it
0: contender? Maybe. It's it maybe I would say it's not a no, which for me is like (laughs) almost a yes. You're already
1: halfway there. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Um,
0: I think like the next pinball machine that we've been real, like we really have our hearts set on getting a Jurassic Park. So that is like the next game that we would like to add to our collection as of right now. Um, But I really love all pinball. There are very few games that I cannot stand, um, so I think this is a bit of a loaded question. So my initial answer attack from Mars, if I only get one, that was the longest winded one answer ever, <laughs> but that is my answer. Well,
1: part of your, uh, answer will lead into question number two. What pin pinball machine do you hate?
0: Oh gosh. Um, you know, at the, in the, in the heat of the moment, um, I really hate any game that I've drained on. So this again <laughs> It's a bit of a loaded question. Um, I really, I love all of the older games. So I can't really say that I hate like the, you know, the early EM games because I love those games. I think that they're so much fun. Initially, I hated them, but I have come around. I love them now. I think um, some of the games, any game with really complex rules is hard for me. So I know that like we have Wonka at our house and I love the game. I think it's so cool to look at and it's even fun to play, but we've owned this game for like a year and I still do not know how to play it. So that I would have to say is for some of the harder games, pirates, um, you know, Star Wars. Exactly. Yes. Some of the really, really amazing games but the ones with the difficult rules i think are my least favorite to play just because uh, maybe i'm just a very shallow person i'm not really sure but i i need to be i need like two objectives like okay hit this down and then go up that ramp i can do that that's fine but if i have to hit it then hit the ramp then hit the thing and hit the other thing and then i get i'm like no over it over yeah. it yeah
1: no so. i and I, I totally get that where
0: and this kind of leads into attack from mars
1: Very simple, hit the thing. It's like that's it. You got it, and I I love that because those to me are the kind of games that new people can step up to, and you're like, okay, I get the objectives. This is pretty easy to understand. Whereas like something like Star Wars, where I have to do math, and or you know like you need to know all these combos, and even Jurassic Park can be a little like that because the code is so deep. But it's a little it's a little
0: understandable once you kind
1: of learn all the modes and things like that. But it it is sometimes intimidating.
0: I love dinosaurs. Like I love dinosaurs. I think that they are so cool. I mean, I am like the big nerd third grade teacher that has dinosaur sweatshirts and earrings and like, I just love love dinosaurs. So for me, the love of that game is more the dinosaurs than I mean, and the game is incredible too. And my husband loves it. So, you know, that's, it's just like kind of a winner all around, but that one, I will definitely need to dedicate some serious man hours to understand how to play and do more than hit the skill shot. Cause right now, that's like all I know how to do. <laughs> there, that,
1: that is definitely, if I had the, the, the coin, that would definitely be the one I would choose right now. Although I am excited, even though I'm not jazzed about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles listeners, as you know, but yeah. I still, you know, I was like, I, you know, I'll, I'll give the, you know, Turtles a go, but Jurassic Park, definitely. I just, every time I play that game, I was like, I love
0: this game so much. I was like, I love it. It really so. is. It's it's hard not to love because it, it not only for like, for people like me who just need the shallow, like, overview of how to play the game, but also for, you know, my husband is like insane about loving deep rules and like, he's got like spread, spreadsheets and stuff. And, um, <laughs> you know, it's like for him, that's an amazing game too, because you know, it does go deep enough that he really has a lot to think about as he's playing. So it's kind of a winner all around. Um, Turtles was very fun as well. I have always loved the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but I understand that it's not like a universally loved theme, but what theme is, you know?
1: This is true. Everybody has their thing. So it's true. Totally true. (laughs) All right. Question number three. What is your favorite pinball sound? This can be the sound a mech makes. This can be a soundtrack or music from a game or mm. any kind of call
0: out. This is so tricky. Um, okay. So we own an Indiana Jones um, and we, there is which a- one, the the original or the stern. Um, that is a good question. It's not the one with the hole in the play field. I think it's the Williams. Okay. Version. Yeah. It's, it's Williams. the Williams. Okay, William, sorry. My husband is going to laugh at me for that one because I've known that (laughs) answer for like two years, but (laughs) I was caught off guard. So um, there's a a call out where the little kid calls out, if you can sneak around two of these drop targets to lock your ball, there's a call out and it says, you cheat, Dr. Jones, you cheat. And I think that that could be one of my favorites. Um, Uh, Short round. (laughs) Yes, yes. But I also love any, like the, the classic, Bells and chimes sound I there's nothing that beats it. Like I, I feel like there is a reason why when you hear a pinball machine in a movie, it is constantly that sound that you hear even though no new pinball machine has that sound. but that's the sound you hear because it is the quintessential pinball sound. So yeah, it doesn't one matter one all. Of
1: those. Yeah, it doesn't matter old or young when you hear that pinball sound, like your eyes can be closed and immediately, you know, I'm like, that's the pinball machine. You don't have to question like what it is. It's like, oh, that's a pinball machine. Um, And that's like my favorite when you're counting up the bonus on an old school EM and you're like, it's like, it's very close. (laughs) It's
0: like that. It's so good. It's so good.
1: Love it. Love it. Love it. All right. Question number four. What is your favorite pinball art package? This can be the back glass. This
0: can be play field or cabinet art. This is so hard. This is so hard. Um, you know, I love a lot of pinball art. I think that we have been lucky enough to meet so many amazing pinball artists. And I just think that there is so much good stuff out there. This is so hard. Um, like I love the art from Batman 66. I just think that that is like especially the one with the Catwoman, you know. Yeah. I'm like a real sucker for like women that are not like women on that are the feature of a backlash that actually are clothed because some of the older machines as you know yeah. I'm sure are are somewhat scandalous. But, um, so I do love that, that one. I also, there was supposed to be, or there was word on the street of a wonder woman art package. And I saw that and it was amazing. Um, but I don't know, I really love all different kinds of art. This is really hard. This is the hardest question yet. (laughs) It really is. Um, Because because art is is so subjective, and I think too that like the topper is often my favorite part of the pinball game, and so many games don't come with toppers that that skews my opinions as well. So like I love the Attack from Mars topper, but like I, I don't know this is so tricky. I don't know if I can answer this. Can I plead the fifth? You can plead the fifth. You can just say I like art. See, that's the thing. I like (laughs) art so much. We have so many different posters and uh, back glasses and play field. We even have one of the play fields on our wall in the basement where we keep our pinball machines that you can barely see the wall anymore. So we have such appreciation for all different kinds of art that pinpointing just one is like, it's like picking which child of yours is your favorite. It's so difficult. Yeah, no, it's
1: it's so hard. Um, I did see, like, somebody took a play field and made a coffee table. They put, like, glass on top and yeah, put legs underneath. And I'm like, so cool. I need that in my life.
0: I was like, So cool. Yes. <laughs> really, they have so many. Mu- I mean, like, people do so much, so many amazing things with pinball, old pinball play fields. I wish that I knew how to, like, do any kind of woodwork. Because if I did, I would totally jump on that bandwagon. But I... Mrs. Pin plus like a chainsaw of any kind, mm. like, I don't know if that would work out in my favor. So I'm going to leave that to the professionals, I think.
1: <laughs> well, you do amazing crafts anyway, but I could, I could see like somebody who has the art heart of an artist and a crafter. That would be a hard question. Like, it I, and that usually is the, the one that trips people up. They're like, I don't know if I can pick this
0: one. I was like, it's OK. It's so, I mean, it really is. It's so hard. And, And then there's constantly new stuff coming out too, right? So like you think that you know what your favorite is and then something new comes out and you're like, oh man, that is amazing. Maybe that's my favorite. And then you get, you know, in your own head about it and there's just so much great stuff.
1: Yeah, no, totally true. Leads me into my next question. Okay. What is your grail pin? This is the pinball machine that you want to own, or you may even own it, but that you want to own above all others. Like the, your number one pin, either you own it or you want to own it.
0: Um, let me see. I mean, I think right now, like I said, the pin that is at the top of our list is Jurassic park. I mean, Everyone dreams of getting like the new in-box pinball. And I just feel like if if like I won a contest and could get like any pinball machine and and they were like, you can have any pinball machine, I'd be like, um, Ellie Jurassic Park at my doorstep, please. Thanks so much. Um, so I would have to say that one right now because it it really is the number one game. And and the fact that my kids really love it and my husband loves it is like, makes my love of it even exponentially greater. So I have to say that one. I like it. I yeah. love it.
1: Yeah. All right. Next question. What is your favorite pinball event, expo, or tournament to either play in or attend besides Pinberg? We'll take Pinburg <sighs> off the table. because okay. Well, everybody always picks Pinberg. So I'm like, all right, now no. we have to add like a Provisio, like not Pinberg. Because okay. so, we know Pinberg will be your number one.
0: Yeah. You know, there's nothing quite like Pinberg. I just have to say that. I just feel like it is that um, like the best five days of pinball that you could ever, ever imagine. So it's hard to hard to compete with that. But I do also have to say we go to a bunch of other pinball uh, conventions, I guess, festivals, what do you call them, pinball events. Um, we go every year to Pinfest in Allentown and that's so much fun. That was like the first event we ever went to and it has kind of like exploded and Allentown, Pennsylvania is maybe like an hour from where we live. So that one is always super fun every every spring they have that. Um, Pintastic we go to and that's in like Massachusetts. They just moved it. So I want to say it's like inner Massachusetts somewhere. But that one, they always have a great tournament. They always have a lot of fun. There's a kid's tournament. So from like the mom and me really loves that one. Um, But the other one that we've gone to that we have loved like so, so much. And we were supposed to go back this year was TPF. I think I got to say the TPF because really it was just that we went and we brought our kids and it was just kind of this like magical weekend of pinball. And that, that I mean they just do Ed and Kim Vanderveen um run it and they do the most amazing job. They have the best games, they have the best vendors. The tournament is amazing. Um, you know, Colin McAlpine helps run the tournament and he he runs the tournament. Um, the bells and chimes tournament, what did they call it? The Texas Take no wait, the Texas, what was the it's women's a, one called?
1: I think it was the Texas Takedown. Yeah, I thought, okay, I was gonna say that, but yeah, I thought it, that, I it. that's run by the Bells out of Houston, Elizabeth yes. Rene, and Raleigh
0: Palace. So that is by far the best pinball tournament, aside from Pinburg, that I've ever played in. Um, I Aww. just it really was so much pinball love. And everyone that I played with, like everyone was very competitive and everyone wanted to win. But, you know, when you weren't up at the pinball machine, everyone was like, oh, my gosh, you are awesome. That was so great. You want to try to do this. And like women were just so inviting and like everybody was so nice. And um, sorry, my daughter was just peeking in the door. That's OK. Everybody was so nice. And um, that's kind of where I got the idea for for making trophies. TPF, I think, is the winner in my mind.
1: I love it. I mean, I mean, obviously it's the big local one here, but, um, there's so much to love about TPF. And to me, it's like the counterpoint to Pinberg, whereas Pinberg's very, very much a tournament. Yes. It's part of replay effects, but it is a tournament. It is. Whereas TPF is more of like a pinball weekend, you know, there's yes. tournaments, there's so many other things you can do. Um, it's just, it's just a fun event and, it and is. Ed and Kim do an amazing job.
0: They're so, they're so awesome. And, and, you know, just the, the speakers that they have and, and the different, um, you know, discussions that you can go to and the reveals and all of the different manufacturers that bring games. And it just has a little bit of everything for everyone, which is so great. It's just so great. TPF yeah. is nope. the
1: winner. TP. Woohoo. TPF. All right. Next question. Okay. Who or whom would you enjoy playing pinball with the most? And this can be a fictitious person. They can be alive or dead. Anybody in the world or in the universe, who do you enjoy playing pinball with the most? Or who would you like to play pinball with?
0: Right. So obviously my the best person that I actually get to play pinball with is Dr. Pin. He's just, he's super patient. And I am like not super patient sometimes. <laughs> so Like he'll be talking and he'll tell me how to play, and then like five minutes later I'll be like, I totally forgot what you said. Please rewind. And he's like, Okay, yeah, let's let's take it rewind. So he's the most like patient, fun person to play with, and I get so much excitement out of seeing him play too. That he's like my favorite person to watch because he actually wins and I don't. But. I'm totally cool with that because I'm a really good spectator. I make really good signs. I can be a great cheerleader. Um, so he is like the, my favorite actual person that I get to play with. Um, but if I could pick anyone to play pinball with, I think I would have to pick um, – I, I think I'd have to pick like Roger Sharp and his wife. and And I would have to pick his wife especially just because I feel like she's got – Her husband, who's crazy obsessed and worked in pinball his whole life. And now she's got two sons who are crazy obsessed and work in pinball and and gaming. And like, how the heck has she stayed sane? (laughs) I would just like to have a conversation like and, and she's pretty good at pinball, too, from what I hear. So I would just like like some tips, maybe a few tricks from Mama Sharp, you know, like how have you, how have you done this? And like, you've stayed married, you have two amazing kids who have amazing families of their own now. Like this is pretty amazing. So I think I'd have to pick them. I love that.
1: Like Roger Sharp is my answer to that question, but I hadn't thought about Mama Sharp. I hadn't met her or heard from, but I, I I, love, I love your reasoning behind that. That makes so much sense.
0: I, well, and I feel like it comes from like this place of like, I can relate to like, you know, and Christian doesn't even work in pinwall or anything, but, you know, I can relate to this crazy journey that her life has probably been like in terms of pinball. And I just want to hear about it. I just want to be like, you're married to Roger Sharp. What the heck is that? Like, you know, I mean, because <laughs> I've met him before at shows and just like been like fangirling and been like, can I have a picture, please. And, you know, been like all, all crazy with him, but I've never gotten to meet her. And I would, she is like the one person that if I saw her across a room, I would like go running up and be like, can I just say Hi just to like say hello, because I really would. I just feel like it's I, it's got to have them. She has to have the best stories ever.
1: I love that. I love that so much. I, I feel like I'm going to have to like email Josh. I'm like, hey, hey, hey. <laughs>
0: Listen to this clip, play it for your mom. <laughs> I mean, she just and I've thought that from the beginning because I, you know, you hear all of these crazy stories about Zach and Josh and, and um Roger and and they're all such great people. I mean, I've I've met them all, and they're so amazing and giving and generous and you know, like willing to help even like noobs like me who don't know any rules. But behind that, I'm like, who raised these people? Who made dinner at night? Like, you know what I mean? And I kind of am like, like she just seems like such a boss and she plays pinball too. And it's like, I just want to, like, can we just go? Like, maybe I'll bring some beer or some wine or like a cocktail and we'll just play a few games of pinball. I think that that's who it, who I'd have to pick. I love that. I love it. I love <laughs> it so
1: much. I, we have not had that answer before. That is awesome.
0: Yeah. All right.
1: Final question. Okay. What is your dream? theme this is a theme that has never been created that you would like to see come to life from a major pinball manufacturer
0: oh my gosh so you know we've talked christian and i talk about this all the time because every time a new theme comes out we're like okay what's it going to be what's it going to be and then we hear whispers and then the whispers come true and sometimes we're super excited and sometimes we're like wah wah you know like we don't we're just not into it right um I joke all the time on my podcast that I would love to see the Snorks, which was like this huge TV show when I was growing up. And it was the Snorks and it was the Smurfs and Fraggle Rock. Those were like my three favorites. Right. Oh. And so I would love I would die to see any of those themes. But if I could pick just one, I think I'd go with the Smurfs. I think that it has the most potential because they've made all the new movies. So maybe like they could even bring it back into it. Like my kids love the Smurfs, right? Um, I would I would seriously die if I ever saw a brainy Smurf on the side of a pinball machine. Papa Smurf, Smurfette, hefty. Like I just, I feel like I would literally go insane if I saw that. Um but that's tough, too, because then, I, you know, we've talked about the Goonies before and I grew up with that movie. And so did Christian, um, you know, like the Princess Bride. We freaking that's mine. Movie. Yeah. Um, and, you know, uh, the the one that I guess it has the most potential to actually happen would be Harry Potter, because I have been I mean, I am such a diehard Harry Potter fan that I used to wait in line, and it used to be like you'd have Borders was the bo- was the store at the time, but like Barnes and Noble, right, a bookstore, and they would not sell you the books until midnight the day that they came out and I would go in full on costume ready and waiting for the books to come out. And I would just sit in the bookstore and read the end of the last book so that I could literally get the new book and open it and start reading right away. And I'd stay up all night. These were the only all nighters I ever pulled as, as a human being. Um, So I would literally die if, if anyone ever did her uh, Harry Potter too. And I think it has the most potential to be done if they could get the licensing under control.
1: Yeah. I, I, you know, love Smurfs. I love that idea. I feel like there aren't, I mean, yes, pinball machines have to cater to a lot of different people, but there aren't a ton of like super kid pins. Like, I mean, you got Shrek and there's like a couple others like Looney Tunes or Bugs Bunny, which isn't great, but I feel like Smurfs, it's like, it's fun because it's a throwback, you know, so adults are like, oh yeah, I remember the Smurfs. But then like, it's something your kids could get really into too. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I think the Ninja Turtles, that's one of the things that people were like, oh, my gosh, the Ninja Turtles. Like, why is that coming back? But but people don't understand if you don't have small children. I mean, I have three young nephews and all three of them are obsessed with Ninja Turtles. I mean, it is Michelangelo, Raphael, Leonardo. We want All of the figures, all of the bed bedding, like they've got Ninja Turtle sheets, Ninja Turtle bedspreads. And so when it came out, Krishma was like, wow, I can't believe that that is the next title. And I'm like, I can, because kids today love Ninja Turtles. There's been this huge resurgence. So I do feel like it has to be something that's still relevant today somehow. Or it had such a huge following, like you know, bands. That's where I think some of the music pins come in. Um, that that it it can you know carry the the weight of having an entire assembly line dedicated to it. So, I, I again, it's so hard for me to answer because I'm pretty easy to please, and I would just really love to see like any of these ten titles in my lifetime. I think I might die to see any of them. So. I love that. I love that. Yeah.
1: Well, Mrs. Penn, that's it. I thank you again so much for being on the show. If people want to check out your podcast, where they, where can they find you at?
0: Oh, well, I'm on a podcast garden and I also have my episodes on iTunes, but usually I just link them on my Facebook page. So that's probably the easiest place to find them is just go on the Mrs. Penn Spinball Podcast pay, baseball, baseball, Facebook page and, um, you know, click on the latest link.
1: Awesome, and we'll of yeah. course link not only her Facebook page but her uh, podcast garden page as well in the show notes. But uh, again, thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, I consider you a friend, and I'm so excited we actually Ditto. got to sit down and, and chat uh, and do all the things. I hope we can see each other I- in real life at some point uh, when
0: COVID is over. It's um, gonna happen. I promise. I'm gonna bring you like so many pins. I think <laughs> you probably have all of them already, but I'm. I'm gonna, I don't. Like, I don't, you don't you have know. any. I don't have any
1: I I want a Mrs. Pin pin. Now like I'm like, I gotta have a Mrs. Pinpin. Oh my gosh.
0: Well, we can remedy that really quick because the US Postal <laughs> Service is still working right now. So that <laughs> we can make happen. But in the meantime, I'm seriously, I'm gonna I'm gonna like be thinking of anytime I think of swag, I'm just gonna think of you. It's gonna be great. Yeah. The swag I mean, is like, real. The WWLT. <laughs> what would Lauren think? Right? Like, <laughs> that needs to be my new swag mantra now. <laughs> It's going to be awesome. And we'll get up to TPF it. at some point or you'll get up to Pinberg. And, you know, someday this whole craziness will hopefully be behind us and pinball will be a stronger hobby for it. So I thank you so much for having me on. This is like, it's like, oh, it's so awesome. Oh, again,
1: seriously. oh same, same. So thank you again, Sarah, for coming on. I love it. Uh, listeners, thank you so much for joining us for this episode. If you like what you hear, Or, uh, you know, whatever, if you just want to say hi, always email me backboxpinballpodcast at gmail.com. If you really like the show and you want to up your enamel pin game, you can always uh, subscribe on Patreon and be at the nightlight level and get yourself a cool schnazzy enamel pin and a big old sticker for your car because it's yeah i got one of those vinyl stickers it's kind of nice lots of fun stuff there again guys thank you so much again sarah thank you so much for being here you guys at home stay safe stay healthy and keep flipping
0: thanks for listening to the back box pinball podcast